This is Live On Purpose Radio, episode 520, Gratitude, Not Guilt. Pay, don't punish. Now is the only time to create and live the life you love. I'm Dr. Paul Jenkins, the positivity psychologist. My job is to connect you to powerful positive psychology principles that immediately upgrade your relationships, business, and mental health. Are you ready? Let's jump in. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Live On Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life with another episode of Live On Purpose Radio. There's something on my mind. And this is a pet peeve of mine. I think the word sorry gets overused in our society. Maybe you've noticed this among people at work or in your family, where the smallest little thing prompts the word sorry, 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 oh, I'm sorry. And are they? Really? Are you? Think about it for a moment. Now, there are some appropriate times to use the word sorry. In fact, let me give you a couple of the main ones. I'm so sorry for your loss. All right. You say to someone at a visitation in a funeral, uh, for example, or if they've, they've experienced some kind of catastrophic event in their life. Oh, I'm so sorry that that has happened to you. Okay. That's an appropriate use of the word sorry right? Um, Or when we're making a sincere apology. When we're making a sincere apology, the word sorry goes in the sentence along with some very specific things that you are sorry for or about. So, for example, I am so sorry for what I said in that meeting today. It was insensitive. Okay, a sincere Apology. And by the way, don't follow any apology with the word but. When we say but, it means forget what I just said. Here's what I really mean. And it negates the entire apology. So in cases of loss or catastrophe or health problems, yes, I'm so sorry that this has happened to you. I am so sorry for your loss. Or in a sincere apology. I am sorry for something specific. And name what that specific thing is, not just a general sorry. Okay, now I'm going off on this a little bit. I remember my friend and speaking colleague, Laurie Guest, talking about this. And she said, even in industry, okay, or in uh, retail marketing, for example, you'll be in a store and you come up to uh, the checkout line and there's a sign posted. Laurie shared this was the actual sign. It said, we're sorry, this register is closed. Well, think about it for a minute. Are you sorry? No, it's probably closed for a reason. Like you don't have someone to staff it right then. Or it's a time of day when you don't need all of the registers open. What changes if we put a different sign in place? that says, simply, this register is closed. Please join us at one of our open registers. And then we just eliminate the word sorry. 
Um, they, you can buy a sign for the front of your store that says, sorry, we're closed. Are you? If you're sorry, then open your store. This You can tell I get excited about this. What if the sign simply says, we're closed? Please come back during our open hours. Or our open hours are and simply list those. The word sorry is overused. Okay, now, one reason that I wanted to share this with you is just to get you thinking about times when you can replace it. And here's another place where where sorry comes up a lot. When someone goes to some effort to provide you with something, okay? And this is the context. So let me tell you about a story that goes back a bit. When my daughter was in elementary school, and she was attending uh, an accelerated program that required a little bus transportation to get her out there. And she was running a little late one morning and missed her bus. Or it was clear that she would miss her bus. I had a little time on my hands. And so I offered her a ride. I said, sweetie, I'd be happy to take you to school this morning. Just let me know when you're ready and I'll take you over. Oh, okay. And she finishes getting ready. And then we get in the car and we take off down the street. And she may remember it differently. I'll let her tell that story if she does. But the way I remember it, she apologized or said the word sorry at least three times by the time we got to our neighbor's house that was just around the corner. Oh, sorry, I'm late. Oh, I should get that done sooner and earlier. And I know I, I'm putting you out here today. I'm so sorry. Okay, something like that. Now, how am I feeling? Think about this as a as a father. How am I feeling at this point? I'm feeling like, oh, this isn't fun, right? And when we when we got to the corner just before we turned to go up the main street, I said, sweetie, gratitude, not guilt. Now, Lindy is very psychologically savvy. She always has been. And she connected to that very quickly. As she shifted gears, and it was beautiful the way that this happened. She's, it was just a brief little pause. She gathered herself a little bit, and then she said, Daddy, thank you for taking me to school this morning. I really appreciate it. What? Now how am I feeling? Yes. Awesome. She paid me instead of punishing me. Now, when you get in an Uber, you always pay your driver, right? You don't just, you don't apologize. Oh, I'm sorry that I'm giving you work to do. They've got a sign on their car that says, please hire me, right? And you never think about apologizing to your Uber driver or your Lyft driver. You simply pay them, right? And you probably thank them and you may even tip them. Awesome. What if we were to incorporate that a little bit more in our interpersonal interactions? And no, it's not an economic transaction. But get beyond that for just a minute and see the difference between gratitude and guilt. I feel guilty that I'm putting you out. I'm inconveniencing you. No, you're not. I'm offering my service. Please pay me for that. And payment is not, you know, Venmo me some money. Payment is. Thank you. 
I really appreciate that. This means a lot to me. Okay, now as the offer of the service, I'm like, sweet. This is awesome. Check in with your own thoughts and feelings here for a minute. And you know what? We go over all kinds of principles here at Live On Purpose Radio, and you've got an amazing emotional guidance system built right into your own emotions and feelings. How you feel is likely how other people would feel in a similar circumstance. So just consider how it feels to you when someone uh, is in the grocery store, for example, and they reach over to get something off of the shelf and look over it and say, sorry, as they're grabbing what they want from the shelf. Now, maybe they're in the path that you're traveling. Maybe you had to swerve a little bit to get out of the way as they go get what they want off of the shelf. We're all in there for the same reason, right? But think of how it feels to you if you hear someone else say that. Now, what would you prefer to hear? Oh, thank you. Or even, excuse me. Okay, these are approaches that probably are going to be a little more effective than the word sorry. And I know that it has morphed over time to take on different meanings. But I think that it loses some meaning when it takes on too much other meaning. Let's maybe reserve it for those times when it's when it's more appropriate. Gratitude, not guilt. Here's another example. You're going into a building, okay? You see that someone is approaching just behind you, and you choose to stop and open the door and hold it for them as they hurriedly rush through the door and say, sorry, versus as they come through the door and say, thank you. That was thoughtful. Do you see it? Now, on the receiving end, it's a little easier to see, perhaps, but this becomes a habitual sometimes too. So just take a look at where you are with that. I invite you to consider gratitude, not guilt. As we talk about uh, that particular application, I want to refer back to a book that was created by one of my good friends, Kevin Clayson. It's called Flip the Gratitude Switch. And folks, if you're listening to Live on Purpose Radio and you have never read Flip the Gratitude Switch, I would encourage you to do that. That's another invitation. Go pick it up. Flip the Gratitude Switch by Kevin Clayson, and we can apply his idea here. See, gratitude has enormous psychological support behind it. It's been studied. It's been researched. Gratitude is one of the most profound, psychologically powerful concepts, and it can change how we feel almost immediately. Kevin's talking about flipping the switch. So what if you were to just envision that the next time you feel to say sorry, when it's not in one of those contexts where you truly are, all right? And don't be sorry for existing as a human. You're going to take up space and you're going to consume resources. You don't have to be sorry for that because that's what humans do, okay? But be profoundly grateful to the source of those resources that you consume, the people who serve you. And flip the switch when you feel to say sorry for being human. Flip the switch 
and see if there's an opportunity there for gratitude. This is what will pay without punishing the provider of that service or that resource to you. It's powerful. And let's teach this to our kids too. Are you down for that? Join me to help teach this to our kids as well. You guys are awesome. Thank you for listening. It's time to go apply this. Find a way that you can apply gratitude, not guilt. Pay, don't punish in your interactions today. And uh, it's time. Let's go live on purpose. Did you get what you came for? Give yourself the gift of taking real action on what you realized today. Please share this episode with someone you know would value it. And leave us a rating too. It's time now to live on purpose.